Living Dead in Austin is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Hello there and welcome to Living Dead in Austin. We're reading Charlene Harris's Midnight Texas series. I'm Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Lake. And I'm Michael Sparkin. And today we're reading the prologue through chapter 5 of Night Shift, the third and final book in the Midnight Texas series. Previously, Manfred Bernardo, psychic extraordinaire, is caught up in a murder that for once, no one in Midnight was responsible for. There were other murders in the same hotel that Midnighters were responsible for, but not that one. (laughs) It's one of Manfred's clients and her jewels have gone missing. When the media descends on midnight, the locals and their numerous dark secrets are pretty annoyed about it. So they send Olivia to <clears throat> clean up the situation. No, not with murder, though that was her first thought too. And she ended up committing one. And she did end up committing murder. Yeah, like not not on purpose, I, I right? I think that that all totally counts because she was there for murder. Like murdering was her plan. Yeah, it just, <laughs> it just didn't play out that way. Yeah, was... she murdered some unrelated person. Yeah. <laughs> it was just you know there, I guess. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, instead they do some comically bad investigation with the help of some bored elderly folks from the new senior living facility and a familiar telepath. Then they rock the whole thing up by feeding the murderer to tigers. Another mystery solved by the great Bernardo or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So let's start this book. The best way there is to start a book by judging its cover. Yeah. So we have a shot of Midnight Pond and it is a sketchy looking place, right? Shocking. Yeah, <laughs> every bit is sketchy as you would expect. Uh, like this looks like the kind of place where a swamp hag might go to pawn an enchanted human finger or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, I, I kind of want to check it out. Yes. Uh, also, we have a coyote, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe it's a were coyote. Is it sure. Are there were coyotes? Every animal that exists in these books is a were animal of some kind. Well, speaking of, there's also a truck, which I assume is a were truck, right? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a th- that, that's got to be a thing too, right? Turns into a truck at the full moon. Yeah, if you get bit by a truck, yeah, at, you at, don't die. And uh, like at this point, I assume that even that little old tire in the corner there is cursed or tire? possessed or whatever. I don't. <laughs> this is just that kind of town, right? Oh, maybe they're all wear tires. It was just a typo. Oh, and she decided to go with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The editor was like, "I love the wear tires," and she's like. That's what I meant. Yes, we're much better. (laughs) (laughs) The editor's like, it was weird how they were always rolling around or whatever. He's like, yeah, I know. (laughs) Quinn stared at her, his rubbery tread furrowed in disgust. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> they were tires all along. You heard it first here at the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Okay, so the first suicide arrives one early October night. Some stranger who nobody knows um, kills himself in the midnight crossroads, which is witnessed by the night clerk at the hotel, a young woman named Marina. Yeah, this is not even a murder. Probably. Yeah. We're, we're, a TBD, right? But maybe yeah. not a murder. At least that we that we know of. I don't know. You, you can't rule it out is all I'm saying. You know, <laughs> the, the gun or whatever was probably haunted. You can't rule out that it was not a murder? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it was a ghost gun. Oh, yeah, it could be. Yeah. Haunted maybe it was gun. murdered by a ghost. 
And uh, Deputy Gomez is there, the one who, like, fucking hates Midnight, even though she (laughs) can't really explain why. Yeah. But, like, it's the middle of the night, and she turns and looks around, and the locals are (laughs) awake and watching. (laughs) Which, you know, I mean... Midnight and its people give Gomez the creeps. Yeah, that's how Gomez is still alive. Right? Yeah, true. Like, she's she's pretty sure that someone here is responsible for this, and she's probably not wrong, right? (laughs) She can't prove it for now, but, you know, yeah. Yeah. Okay, chapter one. The next night, the Midnighters gather at the pawn shop. They're there to discuss the local deaths, plural, because this had already happened once. Yeah. yeah. There had actually been two suicides, just no one knew about the first one because Lemuel just disposed of the body without thinking it was important enough to mention anyone. He just, he just covered it up, like, yeah. out of habit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that kind of town, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, huh. All right. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Like, how many how many bodies do you think Lemuel disposes of on average per week, you know? Like... At least one. At least one a week, right? I like, mean, they don't get a lot of visitors to the town. It might not be because people aren't coming. These are right. Because people aren't leaving. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they have a spot, right? The, the usual, usual place. place. <laughs> <laughs> and I also... I mean, so this is Lemuel saying, well, the last one, but... It's very possible this happened before, and he's just not mentioning it, right? Like, right, right. It, 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 he like, doesn't think it's pertinent to the conversation for whatever reason. Yeah, like if they know that there was one previous, they have all the information that they need. Yeah. yeah. he's. It's happened before. Once, at least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Diedrich is all grown up and ready to fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's. Uh, I, this, this is. This is. This is. A, this is trouble, right? It's like. Icky. He's. He's pretty. He's still quite young, regardless of the whole. Uh, you know, physiology thing. So. Yeah. I mean, if he's emotionally mature enough, right? If, if tigers. Uh, is, do, do you like, think do they emotionally mature? They, they never really Maybe. mentioned that, right? They, like socialize, like learn how to be normal nineteen-year-olds. Well, he like learned to read in a day, right? Maybe he can they, they, they learn say to respect learner. boundaries in a day or something, right? <laughs> Let's hope. Yeah. Oh, and Joe and Chewie, the local angels, because th- that's a thing. Also, mm-hmm. uh, they mentioned that the local ghosts have been restless. And uh, Manfred's like, ah, I'll give him a call and see what's up. So I guess we have a, a lead there, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love how Manfred was dumb enough to ask Lemuel where the body went. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like an awkward silence. Yeah, like, like faux pas. <laughs> what <laughs> part of the usual place do you not understand, Manfred? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you really want to find out? <laughs> I can show it to you. <laughs> It'll be the last thing you yeah. ever see. But uh, they I, just, oh, yeah. I liked how Lemuel was talking a lot about the books that he's like, this. The whole suicide murder, what's going on at midnight, is like not ter- interesting. Right? Tertiary to Lemuel, yeah. like, he doesn't care. He's just here at the meeting because he, he's he's obligated. Yeah. But really, he cares about these books. One of which was written by an Etruscan vampire. I know. I was like, Ooh. like if, if, if I'm in this bus, I'm grabbing the wheel. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the Etruscan vampire. <laughs> I want to hear about this. Yep. But nobody else asks. This is the problem we always run into in these books. Nobody asks the good questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tell right? us more about this Follow Etruscan vampire. That. Yeah. very interesting. What language? Was it Etruscan? We don't speak Etruscan. Yeah. Where did you do find you, Do you have an Etruscan dictionary, Lemuel? Yeah. He had to go find an, an Etruscan vampire, but the Etruscan vampire is too old and dangerous, so he had to find the Etruscan vampire's kid who had the ability to, like, you know, a little bit of a tr- Like, this is a cool story, I right? i read that story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. But they decide that the suicides that are happening must be happening because of the crossroads. Yeah, there's there's something in this old ancient book about midnight and yeah. what it you know it's got some some magical thing. It's not because this little town is just so depressing. 
that when people when people get to the middle of it, and they're like, they well, decide, well, well, this is this is probably about the end of the line. Yeah. Looks like <laughs> they look at Midnight Pine with like busted out window, like, yep, yeah, this is the spot. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, Chewy talking about how the ghosts are agitated, like that's creepy. Yeah, that's that's fuck. Creepy, I want to know yeah. more about that. You guys want to talk about the Etruscans? I want to know more about the ghosts. Mm, yeah, but yeah, nobody yeah. asked that either. They're like, mm, oh, no. okay, you know. Yeah, Manfred's like, I have some follow up questions later. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, sure you do. <laughs> oh, you think about ghosts. Uh, two trashy kids come in. It's a boy trying to sell the girl, and the girl is extremely high on X. Yeah, this is this is interesting. The Midnighters are not cool with uh, human trafficking. Murder, a-okay, but this, not cool, right? Mm-hmm. They have limits. They have their lines. It's true, yeah. I appreciate why, that. Why did this kid think that it would be okay to sell his girlfriend here? It's a pawn shop. This could have been any pawn shop? Is that <laughs> this is just the one he walked into. <laughs> I don't know. He saw the front of this pawn shop. He was like, this is a place where I could sell a person. And to be fair, there probably have been human body parts sold at this pawn shop at various points. Oh, he, I'm sure. Like, yeah. if, she, if he had come in just a little bit later and Jess Lemuel was there... It might have been a different conversation. I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah, that's like DoorDash right there. Yeah. He's like, I shall take care of her. <laughs> Ooh, would he get high on ecstasy if she had been high on it? Uh, okay, that's Probably. an interesting question because he's an emotional vampire and ecstasy does have like uh, emotional mm. intensity and intensifying effects, yeah. right? Has he, has he tried it yet? He's been in Midnight a long time, right? That's a good question. Yeah. Ecstasy's relatively new. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But Chewie does something? to the boy to get him to see the wrongness of what he's doing? He reboots him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Are we not going to ask questions about what he just did to that, that guy? Yeah, that kid yeah. goes out the door and immediately collapses with like a brain aneurysm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just, put a hole, I just put a hole in his brain. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, he does angel stuff to him, right? He says a word that the other people hear but they can't remember. I guess it's like the, the language of God or some, something like that. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and then, and the kid's like, "I'm going to go rethink my life." Probably <laughs> Aramaic for stop being such a dick. <laughs> I mean, whatever works, right? Yeah. Uh, Joe uses his angel magic to identify the girl, and Fiji and Manfred take her to her parents' house. The mom is not particularly thankful. No. Yeah, and this probably happens a lot. She's going through a hard time. Yeah, clearly. Uh, and then. Fiji, I'm not okay with this. Fiji is collecting items from people, including Chewie, in secret. What? Yeah, so there's there's a yeah, there's an object that she puts in a drawer with a labeled note card and a collection of other objects. I was like, what? Mundane things like tissues or like a dollar bill. So this has got to be for some witch stuff, right? Yeah. Hopefully, we guess so. Hopefully, it's just like to you know find them if they get lost. I hope so, but you're gonna perform witchcraft on some literal angels. Fiji seems risky. Yeah. 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 Chapter two, uh, Fiji is having some theological musings, um, and Bobo, this is the next day, and Bobo interrupts. He wants to go on a vacation with her. Yeah, he's, uh, he's like, hey, you and I should get out of town somewhere romantic and get separate rooms. I don't, like, I, I, so Fiji, I guess, like, rolls up her tongue and then kicks him out. But I don't I don't know if this is... It feels like she jumps it a little bit here, right? It was a weird reaction on her part. I, I think, just, yeah, Fiji has boxed up a lot of emotions around this. And, and I think he, like, he jack-in-the-boxed her. And they all came out, and he was very surprised. I don't, I, 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 I don't think he deserved it. No, no, no I don't think so. I, I actually kind of think that he was... I, I think he's interested in her. I think that, that she... He was, like... 
doing the thing where he's like, I'm not sure you're into me, so like yeah. we could do it either way. You know, he's like trying to play yeah. it safe, and she's JK like, unless she's like, fuck you, and then you know. I thought it was very respectful to say separate rooms, like yeah. you know. I mean, not, like, you don't want to assume like they do not have that relationship, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like saying, hey, let's go on a you know go on a date, but there's not the yeah. having to have sex. And you know, you know what? If, even if there's two rooms, you don't have to use both of them. Right? Yeah, that's but, right. But you yeah. give her the option. I, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I thought it was respectful. Yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought he was doing just fine. But Fiji is not cool that she, yeah. she, I guess, I guess Reddit is him kind of leading her on or something, and mm-hmm. uh, kicks him to the curb and decides she's done with him. He even says like, okay, let, let's let's start over. She's like, no, I don't want to hear it. No, no, yeah. <sighs> fuck you, Fiji. She's yep. the worst. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I have I have a feeling that Bob was into her, but you know. I mean, the guy literally just suggested a vacation for the two of them. Yeah, like, just the two of them. Yeah. And to he, he lists some, like, nice locations, too, right? Like, well, I don't remember what he said. Uh, some, like, beach or whatever. Hawaii or something? Yeah, Hawaii or Death Valley. I don't know. That's <laughs> probably romantic by midnight. Anything's better, yeah, right. Anything's better than midnight. Yeah, we need a vacation. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh... But I, I think she's gotten herself all twisted around here. Yep. So she takes a hot shower and, and well, is now not talking to Bobo. Yeah. Uh, but then Fiji's sister, Waikiki, yeah. <laughs> shows up. Of course, themed names. You know, well, I, I've yeah. been wondering why she was named Fiji this entire book series. Yeah. And now that explains Now it. we know, yeah. yeah. Her parents yep. love banging on beaches yeah. <laughs> and conceiving children. Yes. Waikiki, also known as Kiki. Shows up. She left. Has yet their older brother drive in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> and their very youngest sibling, Chewie's bathroom. <laughs> uh, but Kiki left her husband because he was a gambler, and her mom wouldn't let her stay. And her dad, their dad, is developing Alzheimer's, so she is going to stay with Fiji. Yeah, it seems like Fiji's family maybe is not fantastic. You know, they were. Clearly not that into Aunt Mildred, mm-hmm. and we're kind of. It sound, sounds like they were hoping for a payout, and Fiji, uh, you know, they, they they had sore feelings about the fact that Fiji got the house and didn't sell it or whatever. Even though she makes very good points, she's like, none of you wanted to be here, and it's not like the real estate market's booming. I wasn't gonna make any money if I tried to sell this place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but a strangely familiar woman comes into the shop to buy a dagger. She then t- tries to kill herself at the crossroads. Manfred stops her, and Fiji freezes her. Yeah, it, I, I, I gotta say, this is this is another mess on Fiji's part. So she knows they, they know what's going on, right? And someone comes in, and it's like, "Tell me about your knives." <laughs> yeah. and, and, and she's like, "You mean these, you know, ceremonial, you know, magical daggers?" She's like, "Yeah, sure, sure." But what about the pointiest one? Give, give me the sharpest one. Yeah, which yeah. one do you think would be the, the the best for stabbing yourself repeatedly in the stomach? Yeah. Or you know what? Hypothetically, like, what, what, what kind of ritual are you gonna use it for? Ritual. <laughs> <laughs> and she know. still sells it to her, and she rationalizes it by saying, you know, "I don't know. We don't know why she's doing this." And then she could buy a, a dagger anywhere, which is like such a bullshit. I, cop yeah, out. I yeah. Like, yeah. come on. So uh, yeah. Surprising no one, the woman goes out the front door, makes for the intersection. Luckily, Manfred's like watching. <laughs> He's like, I, you know, I guess he got his uh, psychic pool. Yeah, his psychic, yeah. psychic spidey sense going off. Yeah. And uh, tackles her. Mm-hmm. And uh, Fiji puts the freeze on her. Yep. Yeah. They get her back into the shop. She sort of wakes up 
is very confused about what's going on, and Manfred and Fiji drive her home. Yeah, so this is pretty clearly magic shit to me, like, right? Yeah. Yeah, something's yeah. going on. Yeah. yeah. Chapter three, Manfred and Fiji return to midnight, and Fiji remembers where she saw the woman. She was being a pain in the ass at the grocery store. Yeah. Not a particularly interesting story. But this is interesting because two of the three victims so far are people that have had, like, a negative interaction with Fiji, right? Because the, the homeless woman, the Lemuel oh. uh, hid, apparently took a piss on uh, Fiji's porch mm-hmm. uh, because she didn't give her food or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this this woman, you know, pissed her off at the grocery store. Oh, that's a good point. So, yeah. I hadn't thought about that. I don't know. Oh, Maybe yeah. she'd run into the guy who killed himself before, I wonder. too. Yeah. yeah. She, she didn't see him, so we don't know. Yeah. I mean, if all she can do is freeze people. Like... If Fiji is the, the villain of this book that would be great i love that i i I don't buy it but i mean like you know i don't know it's it is an interesting connection it's always the innocent looking ones right? that's right yeah (laughs) chapter four oh sorry real quick manfred mentions that he has a theory but he won't tell anyone what it is he's like i have a i think i know what's going on here but i'm not gonna say what it is we're in the first act of the book (laughs) (laughs) but uh, it seems like fiji to to me it seems like fiji's connected to what's happening Mm -hmm. chapter four Lemuel is studying the Etruscan book. It was hidden by the first owner of Midnight Pond, who thought that the books were evil, and he probably ended up killing the guy who'd originally brought the books in. Well, hold on now. He said he was he said he was resolved to kill the person who left the books if they ever returned, mm-hmm. and then he suffered a horrible accident. Wait, was it him? I didn't think it was him that I thought, suffered. I thought a horrible it was the guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they just said he Lemuel just said he read about a horrible accident, but it wasn't the midnight pawn owner. So I'm pretty sure the books are from that Etruscan vampire. Yeah, and because he, he said, "Oh, I think it was the devil who left it. It was probably a vampire." Mm. So when that vampire came back, he tried to kill that vampire. Oh. And he suffered a and he got got tornado. A tornado yeah. struck in the middle of the pawn shop and touched nothing else. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I think what happened. That mm-hmm. yeah, to me definitely reads vampire. Yes, but the book is made from werewolf hide, which is interesting. Okay, so that does the does the, the cover like get hairy and fall off every full moon? Like is that <laughs> how do you, what, what makes that different from just human hide? Uh, I mean. It smells different, apparently. <laughs> because a werewolf comes in and is like, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> There's something weird here. Uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I, I would assume, I would assume not. Why not just make it out of human skin? I don't know. I mean, werewolves are more fun, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, like, if you get the werewolf skin when it's a werewolf, does it stay as a wolf? That Well, if you kill a werewolf, don't they go revert to human form? Because oh, okay. Crystal, remember when Crystal died? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. She went from panther back to human form. Mm. All right, yeah. Yeah, unless there's the book is bound with, like, iron or silver or something, huh. or magical metal. I don't know. Yes. Why Yeah. Why werewolf skin? Yeah. <laughs> why? Well, you're you're right. Uh, yeah, a werewolf comes in and smells the hide and is like, what the fuck? But Lemuel has an adult conversation with him and, like, explains what is going on and, like, Right? They come to a compromise, like a reasonable compromise. Like, I, I see for, for dramatic reasons why Lemuel has to be gone for most of the events of these books. Because <laughs> he would just talk about it. He's way more mature than everybody else <laughs> yeah. in town. He's like calm and reasonable and just like takes care of business. Like yeah. how many of these things have been resolved by Lemuel just like taking care of it? Like remember that one time he killed that kid? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did that. Yeah. He's like, this is the right thing to do. Yeah, Lemuel will either take quick action or he'll 
have a good conversation, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, Olivia was about to throw down with that guy. <laughs> yeah. Just because like, the guy was like, what the fuck? Why do you have, like, my kin skin here? Yeah, li- li- Olivia already had her gun out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and Olivia was like, well, let's just try words mm-hmm. just for 30 seconds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I mean, it's not like he'd be afraid of hiding the body, but, you know, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I suspect it's one of those things where, like, he didn't really want to go to war with the local werewolf pack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. probably. He's trying to stay on the down low. Yeah. Uh, he is still trying to struggle. He's still struggling to find someone who can translate it. He thinks that Midnight grew out of something that happened at the crossroads. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he's planning on turning Olivia at some point. Oh, yeah, Hopefully that's right. with her permission. Uh, I think she'd like that. I, I think she'd be down for it. I do kind of wonder if uh, Lemuel would even ask. I, I, vampires are weird about that kind of thing, right? They just assume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I would hope he would ask. I would hope so, too. But, you know, I'm the, if a vampire no, asks me... I think it's like those Christmas commercials for cars where somebody buys a car for somebody. Uh-huh. If it was a big red bow on it, it's like, Merry Christmas, I bought you a car. Yeah. Kinda or like... like Yeah, I really, really wish you'd ask me about that. Right. (laughs) I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Being a vampire is cool and all, but I still would have liked to. Yeah, it's a big decision. Or maybe he's just going to lurk around because the way she acts, she's not going to live to see old age anyway. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I like about her. Eventually, she's coming over one way or the other. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Chapter five. Quinn. Hi, Quinn. Okay, did we know that his first name was John? Uh, yes. Okay, because I'm glad you said that because when I read John Quinn, it, I did not make that connection. Me neither. Like, Who's John like, Quinn? Who the hell is John Quinn? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we must have known his name was John Quinn, I guess. But I, um, yeah, I did not I did not make that connection until she was like, oh, he's tall and muscular. I was like, oh, 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 that Quinn. Oh, you mean Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> I, John is not the name I would have uh, pegged for that uh, were tiger. Absolutely not. That seems very inappropriate. I mean, yeah. he's, he was what his his baby mama was Tigerin or whatever. Right? Yeah, that's right. Tigerin. Yeah. Yeah. Tigerin and John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then their kid is Dietrich. Come on. I, I mean, right. <laughs> but yeah, apparently his name's John, and uh, yeah, he just kind of shows up out of the blue to thank Fiji for helping raise the kid he abandoned. <laughs> Yeah. You're not cool. wrong. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Apparently he's thinking of taking up permanent residence in Midnight as Fiji's neighbor. And uh, Fiji gets a little kiss on the cheek. Yeah. He's going to mm-hmm. buy the next door abandoned cottage. I mean, why wouldn't you? Like, he can just fuck off whatever he wants. And apparently there's a whole town of, like, supernatural beings to raise his child for him. <laughs> right? It's perfect. Yeah. He's like, this This, <laughs> this gig is, like, is gold. I'm not, I'm not messing this up, you know? Yeah. He's like... He's like, oh, I really, you know, I'm really worried about my kid, like, being found out and having to go, like, fight in the tiger pits. But anybody tries to come into that town to get that kid, yeah. like, everybody's going to murder him. Yeah. The, 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 the least scary person there is the Rev, who's a literal were-tiger. That's right. <laughs> it's like the, the angels who can zort your brain with magic. The <laughs> the the, the, the uh, mystical vampire who's so scary that other vampires don't like to go near him. It's yeah. Like, yeah. The, the assassin, the don't witch. Don't forget the, the swiftly increasing body count of the intersection. Yeah. The of town. Yeah, yeah, the most dangerous part of the town is not the were-tiger, it's the intersection. <laughs> yeah. uh, the suicidal woman from the day before comes back into the shop. Fiji makes up a story about how there had been a gas leak. She's really lucky that the woman didn't decide to, like, sue her. That was exactly my thought. It's like, yeah. you're, you're telling this woman that... So the accident she had is your fault. It's like, this is... <laughs> yeah, in your business? In yeah. Your, yeah. No, that's, that's worse. Yeah, that's uh-huh. the, the bad idea. Uh, this, I guess she was gaslighting this woman. Hey. Hey. I don't know. But luckily the woman leaves and is happy with that answer. Yeah. Kiki 
Kiki comes back and reports that the new gas and go attendant is a very hot Native American guy. Named Sylvester. Yep. That sounds familiar. I, I, I had the same thought. I was like, do we know that? I don't think we know this guy. But I know Charlene Harris likes to re, re, like, reintroduce characters, but I don't oh. think we know a, a Sylvester. I'm not familiar. Okay. That doesn't mean he didn't pop up at some point somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But maybe, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I didn't recognize him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Kiki uh, it seems like she's the kind of person who uh, just kind of flirts around a bit, and she's I don't know, like this this whole section, like Kiki is getting on my nerves. So right. I, I mean, I like I don't know how much of it is that Kiki is annoying, or how much of this is that Fiji really hates Kiki, and we're and like because Kiki did things that are I would say not that annoying, like. I don't know, taking a shower, singing in the shower, and, yeah. and Fiji's sitting there like, oh, God, I can't believe she's singing in the shower. This is the worst. <laughs> That's yeah. fair. So I, I, in the way the siblings can, I'm sure that Kiki and Kiki rubs her the wrong way, but I think maybe we're getting the worst view of Kiki right now. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. And Fiji maybe is not the sort of person who, maybe she just wants her isolation. I mean, she did move to this tiny little town and yeah. barely ever speaks to her family. Right, yeah. Yeah. She didn't want her family to be here. Yeah, yeah, if you're living all alone and then all of a sudden somebody shows up out of nowhere to share your tiny little house, I could see how that would be annoying. Um, teacher interrupts, though. His car has broken down in front of her house. He was planning on going to Colleen, but conveniently, Manfred calls. He also has to go to Colleen the next day, coincidentally. So he guesses he'll invite teacher to go along for the ride. But he, at first, he's like, I don't know if I should. His his psychic senses are buzzing and telling him something's going on, you know? They've had questions about uh, teacher and Madonna for a long time. Yeah, that's true. Other than their unusual names. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Those are totally normal names. <laughs> teacher and Madonna. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, he's... Uh, I, I, I was I was trying to decide. It's like, do we do we have a read on teacher? Like, I know that Madonna isn't friendly. That's a, they, They've made a... Kind of repeated note about the fact that she's, you know, she runs the home cooking place, but she's not. It's just the the Mary and Joseph baby thing. Madonna, teacher. Uh, that's the only thing that I, I see there. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Hmm. But I don't know if that's going anywhere. Yeah. Hmm. Because wasn't, wasn't Joseph a carpenter? Yeah, Joseph he's was a, a carpenter. Yeah. He's a handyman. Yeah, he's a handyman, yeah. Oh. And her name's Madonna. Yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. <laughs> She's like a virgin. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> Touch for the very first Except for a child. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm thinking maybe, like, teacher is not the kid's father. And that mm. it's a virgin birth of some kind of magical thing, and he's there taking care of her. Mm, maybe. Or, or maybe that's all just hogwash. Whatever. Have Joe and Chewie ever indicated that they know anything about them? Yeah, no. remember, didn't... did? Uh, yes, I remember in the last book... Uh, either Joe or Chewie did a scan on one of them and was like, oh, they're not going to stick around or something like that, I think, right? Oh, Wasn't okay. Wasn't that a thing? Huh. I feel like that's a thing. Because mm-hmm. that'd be pretty bonkers if we, like, brought that into it. Uh, I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Baby Jesus, Grady. <laughs> if you rearrange letters of Grady. No, that doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> no. But uh, Manfred 
he comes over and has some wine with Fiji and Kiki. He's going to clean tomorrow because he's going to do the reading for Magdalena Orta Powell's mom, finally. I forgot about that. Yeah. I'm glad he's doing it. Oh, no, I, I, I remember that. I was a little bothered by that. I wanted to see how that turned out. You know? Yeah, I hope, I hope we... It always bothered me that he used her letterhead without her permission. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. She let him get away with it if he just does a free reading, but doesn't take her social security check. Probably. <laughs> Let's hope, yeah. Yeah. That's it for this week's episode. Next time, we're going to be reading chapters 6 through 13 of Night Shift, the third book in the Midnight Texas series by Charlene Harris. I am Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Jeff Lake. You can find me at jefflake.info. I'm Micah Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. Please share this with anybody you think will like this. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please find out how you can give us your dollars and learn more about our other podcasts at armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. Good, good night. night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.